Shabbat Shalom, everybody. And uh, this week's section of the reading of Exodus. Strangely enough, I can't imagine why anybody would want to come and listen to a reading. A reading that, first of all, was already included in two previous sections. Two sections, namely, his Tiruma and Tetzaveh. And so, it seems strange to me that we would be back again a few weeks later to hear the repetition of this section. What is even more confusing is the fact that this section, or these two sections, I should say, the final two sections of Exodus, are dealing, number one, with the construction of the tabernacle, which I have already repeatedly stated that this tabernacle ceased to exist after the 40-year journey of the Israelites following the exodus from Egypt. And so, even if we were all architects and we had some interest in how, in how the divinity became involved in the construction of this tabernacle, but it no longer exists now. Well, why, why would we want to be concerned about how, what, when, and more so to have this, these two sections again repeated? Second section dealt with the clothing of the high priest. Again, not a timely subject. For as long as there is no holy temple, we well recognize the fact that there are no clothing to be concerned about. What kind of clothing the high priest would wear on a particular day and, uh, and etc. What kind of clothes his children would wear in the service that was performed either in the tabernacle or in the holy temple. So that that first question I had already raised, but then again, the repetition does not, does not resolve the answers that I had given as to why we should be concerned about the construction of a tabernacle and the clothes of a high priest. However, briefly stated, for those of you who might have missed the reading on Saturday, and I state this emphatically again, the entire world should not leave home without that reading of the scroll, the scroll revealed on Mount Sinai by, by Moses. That provides us with the kind of protection, and especially in this world so filled with terrorism, insecurity, and uncertainty. Don't leave home without it. 
I don't care what your beliefs are, and you already should know by now. And that is essentially revealing for us some of the secrets of the universe that exist and also to create a protection, a shield of protection around us so that we could face up to these insecurities, to this instability, and more so today than ever before in history, this global, this global fear of terrorism. And so, the tabernacle, as I explained, plus the clothing of the, uh, of the high priest, and without going into details, when we read and we listen to the reading that is directed towards these two objects, the structure of the tabernacle, all of the, all of the major, what I call, technology that went into the structure of the tabernacle and all of the participating utensils and vessels that also was part of structure. And in addition, the clothing for the, for the high priest was there, and the reading was there for nothing more so as to create an inner, an inner level of raising our consciousness, creating internally some of the protection we need so that sometimes when we get in our own way, we can easily extricate ourselves from those self-imposed problems. But the repetition in these two sections, like, why? We've had that protection mentioned already previously. But before I, I, uh, I address that point, because that literally is mind-boggling, and I, I, know, I, know, I know that uh, re revelation of Zohar on that subject is not going to run very kindly to many people, but again, that is my and the center's objective, revealing this information for you to either reject, accept, treat it as you want. How and why and when you accept this knowledge or reject this knowledge, that's not of my concern, nor is it the center's concern. When we're completing the, um, the book of Exodus, again, let me urge all of our viewers, please, if you've missed so much of Exodus, and you know what Exodus included, all of the technology, all of the technology that ever will be, that ever was, on how to improve 
the lives of people. So urgent. Now, if you've missed this technology, you missed it. I urge you, because this is the conclusion, what we call the Malchut of the book of Exodus, therefore, one listening, one listening to that reading, reading of Vayakel and Pekudei, will nonetheless benefit, not to the extent for those of us who did not miss any aspect, any section in Exodus which contained this extraordinary, extraordinary technology, 30th century technology, 50th century technology, that, thank God, gradually but surely is being revealed each and every single day, not only theoretically, but also on a very practical basis. And so because it is the Malchut of the book of Exodus, the second book, which I don't particularly care to use the word Exodus, but only because that is the name that has been with us for millennia, and therefore I continue to use it, but the, the, the accurate and the precise word for the second book of Exodus is Shemot, which means name. There's no denying the fact that Shemot has absolutely no connection to the name Exodus. While, yes, it does include the Exodus of the Israelites from Egypt, but nevertheless, the word that has been designated for the second book of Moses that was revealed on Mount Sinai, remains Shemot, and that means names. And of course, we know when we hear the name, the word names, we know that the Zohar attributes the names, 72 names, 42 names, and, and a host of other names. This is the key. This is the key how it, if our consciousness is aware of how we can improve ourselves. The only problem that we might have is how do you bring consciousness and bridge it to the physical reality? And so all of these names, 72 names, 42 names, are the bridge. This is 16th century technology. These instruments mentioned in Shemot, in the second book of Moses. We may have missed it, but now, the residual effect of it, I'm not here to tell you that you will capture all of the intensity that is required with each, each reading of each section. But because it is Malchut, because it is the final section, I urge you, I urge you, do not be left without, without the impressions, without the residue of these very important names of technology that bridge the consciousness, the consciousness of the good things that we think of 
and bridge, bridge that consciousness to the physical reality. There was a second time, says scripture, when monies were raised for the cost of construction. Why was there a necessity the second time? Why not the funds that were there from the first time? And says the Zohar, something very strange, but yet so powerfully truthful. And that is the consciousness of the Israelites, or our consciousness, because it had not been as pure had not been with a level of understanding as to what they were doing with this money. The power that when one contributes, the power that one must instill before this contribution can have the effect of creating the ultimate circle by which we in turn capture the energy of that which we contributed towards construction. It was that consciousness, not feeling that this world is dominated as it appears to be on and by physical dominion, but rather by the thought, the consciousness that goes into whatever has been created. And gradually, Slowly, unfortunately, but surely, the idea of the importance of connecting and instilling our consciousness into matters of a material, matters of a physical concept, entity, is required. For if not, that physical entity remains devoid of consciousness, and then it is governed by the forces that govern this physical material world. Simply stated, how did I do such a stupid thing like that? Where and why did I do that stupid thing? That's because there are forces in this world. How do I keep away from these forces? How do I keep away from that corruption? How do I keep away from misinformation? How do I keep away and divorce myself from well-intended individuals who are there to share with me their consciousness, their thoughts on life, and yet unknowingly could be leading me astray. It happens to us all the time. And so, to prevent, to prevent corrupted ideas, misinformed ideas, misrepresentation, you name it, from entering into my life, now I have the second reading concerning the tabernacle and the clothing of the high priest, so that misreading, what comes through is this pure 
elevated state of consciousness from the contributors who instilled within the physical material the boards, the rugs, the clothing, the utensil, everything. That serves a personal purpose, and that's why we come to listen to something that is so outdated, something that doesn't even exist anymore. But because this instrument is a living instrument, it is a channel by which the life force of God can reach me. And I need an instrument that is totally uncorrupted, that when the life force of God is being channeled for my protection against many of the, many of the dilemmas that unfortunately has enveloped and engulfed this planet, that we can look forward to at least the reading of so that we can go along in life, continue on this journey without the usual pain and suffering and chaos that unfortunately befalls most of us. Shabbat shalom to all of you.